Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And again today, from the Toro headquarters in Minnesota, I am joined with Mitchell Gordy. How's it hello, going, Mitchell? Hello, hello, With Mitchell's Lawn Care. And Josh Draper. Draper. Yeah. Yes, I didn't want to mess up your last name, but Stony Ridge Farm. Farmer. Stony Ridge Farmer. Yep, is Stony your, Ridge Farmer on uh, YouTube, on YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. The on works. the old YouTube. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast, and welcome to uh, for you the second second year back at uh, Toro. We were here last year, about the same time, same place, literally yeah. the same place, same table, and everything. <laughs> Mitchell, this is your first time. Yeah, memories. This is your first time. First time uh, here coming yeah. to Toro. Yeah, uh, first time meeting Josh, and I had no idea that we're literally like neighbors to the woods. That's yeah, right. Can, yeah, that's something I actually want to touch upon. Yeah. So you guys are jumping right into that. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. So, yeah, you, you're both in North Carolina. Yeah. I didn't even know that last a half year. hour from each other. I'm thinking you live somewhere in the middle of nowhere with your big farm. You know, I didn't know they had that around North Carolina, I guess, rural oh, yeah. parts of North There's Carolina. There's definitely some real parts. Yeah. Clearly, um, he found one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. clearly. <laughs> that's clearly. A real, it's a really big part. It's a really big part. <laughs> Yeah. So what what are uh Mitchell, what are you looking forward to uh to for this trip? Well, you know me, man. Like I I love just the, even if we don't even get to look at a mower, you know, I love the social aspect of it meeting and, and talking and hanging out and doing all this stuff. Um but I'm I uh you know, the the Torah relationship is a new one for me, you know, fairly new, um, since uh GIE last year. But you know, so I'm looking forward to to meeting more of the company reps and, you know, some of the folks from performance marketing. And of course, you know, uh, the mowers, the, the, the products, you know, the right. equipment, you know, seeing what they've got that's, you know, new upcoming, you know, cause they're, they're hiding stuff from us right now. So we get to see all that, uh, tomorrow I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that, see what they've been working on. Um, you know, we all know that, um, you know, the battery powered stuff is, is being, um, pushed upon us and Toro's, you know, trying to be on the leading edge of that instead of, you know, following behind. So I'm right. excited to see what they have, um, you know, in store for, for the battery power stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Toro and their electric mowers is, and they, they said this great last year is they are a mower company making a battery powered motor mower versus up until this point, it's been battery companies making battery powered mowers. And like, what do they know about mowers? They, yeah, they, they, they know exactly. They know about batteries and electric, but they don't know about mowers. So it makes sense to have one of the leading brands of lawnmowers make a battery powered yep. lawnmower yeah know? and i got their uh the the revolution 21 mm-hmm. so it's their heavy duty yeah you me know, too. Mower. it's great um and i've got another brand battery powered push mower and like they're different night and day yeah you know i, I was telling you know andrew with performance marketing earlier that uh, i was using the the revolution 21 which anybody listening that's Toro's heavy duty battery powered push mower self-propelled right. but whatever right um but was mowing some really, really thick fescue. You know, been on vacation. It rained. It got to growing longer than I wanted it to. You know, the whole rule of thirds was out the window. Like, I had to cut this stuff. Um, and it's in a spot where I have to push mow because it's just a tight, narrow, you know, uh, space. And uh, put the revolution out there, man, and it just chomped through it. Now, it smoked a battery. Right. But it did it. Right. You know, 
Do, um, do, do you keep it on auto or do you put on max or what? I do no max. Oh, this was some thick stuff. Auto don't count for that. No, but if you put on auto, it goes into it goes up to max automatically. Yeah. That's why I like auto because it's part of that new technology that yeah. like the the grandstand revolution, the ZMAS revolution has. Where uh, well, you you can program it yourself for that, but the the twenty one revolution. You can put on auto; it automatically revs up when it when you're going up a hill or you're yep. cutting through thicker grass, and then it reduces itself um, back down, and that conserves the battery. So I just make sure we always keep it on auto. But I just think that's cool that it it's able feature. to even that you tell. have that option. People yeah. are like, "How does that even work? How does it even know?" I'm like, "I it's, think it's just like it's a smart mower. It, yeah, it, it just knows <laughs> yeah, like got some the extra. Yeah, it's, it's got the. It just knows if it's if it's you know extra." Um, Load. There you go. There Thank you. That's the word. Samsonite. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. If it's got extra load, it knows it's got to beef it up. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And that, that that is definitely the future. And I got the we got to play around last year with the electric mowers, you know, the grandstand. They didn't they didn't have the Z Master available to play around with, which so hopefully that's tomorrow and we can play around with that because we just had the grandstand, which was really interesting from a battery state. Did you tr- did you try out the grandstand, the electric grandstand? That's the, uh, the stand on uh, mower. I, you know, I actually didn't get to try that. I, I was out there doing on the, all the big stuff. Oh, yeah. God, that big bat wing. I was like, oh, yeah. look at this thing. Yeah. 120 inch cut. What? Yeah. I'm, on it. I'm on it. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't get to try the stand up, uh, the stand on mo- uh, push or what would you call it's it? The stand it's on stand up mower. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do have the same uh, battery powered push mower that you have, and uh, yeah. it's just strong, strong as an ox. Yeah, I actually got a buddy of mine that lives in Raleigh that uh, I said, "Look, man, I don't do a lot of push mowing on the farm. Take this, see what you think." And he he texted me back. He's like, "Dude, this thing is it's awesome, impressive. man! Yeah. Oh my god!" He's like, "I can just I'm, I'm throwing away my gas powered mower. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's yeah. just that simple." Yeah, so. that sucker's a little tank, man. Yeah. The, the guys it will is. grab that. Well, quick, you know, I'm like, man, I need to get another battery, you know, because yeah. we're just blowing through these things. So. The cool thing about it is, is it's not on the, it's, it's not a plasticky, fakey right. mower. I mean, duty. it is a heavy duty, uh, in, industrial feel to that mower. So it, it, now, it's really good. Now I'm, I'm new to the Toro brand. So like when I started this, I didn't know crap about Toro and I still don't claim to know much about it. But from what I was told, that I tested the Revolution 21 when it was still a prototype, um, and not much changed between the prototype and what we all have right now. But from what I was told, it is the gas-powered equivalent. Motor. Like it's yeah. the same deck, same yeah. handle. Yeah. It's everything except they just for the, the, the motor battery power yeah. plant. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's it's 150 percent a commercial. It motor. really is. When you co- I, I made a video, I think. Um, showing that that compared to the toro Turfmaster, the 30 inch and they're literally the exact same mower just one's big and one's small mm. and one's gas and one's battery yeah. like it's literally like the, the components the wheels everything it's just a smaller version of everything 100 it's, it's a tank but at any rate um josh what, what are some things on your second go around here are you looking forward to for this trip well, so uh, what I have is the uh, uh, the Toro. Uh, oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, <laughs> the Toro Titan Max is there what I go. have, yeah. uh, sixty inch Titan Max, and that's the prosumer. I mean, that's like the top prosumer grade uh, mower. It's a twenty six horsepower uh, mower. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is getting into you know I'm the. The mowing on the farm uh, where I'm at, and it's a large property. I mean, it's a 150 acre property, and I keep it groomed, like because I 
shoot videos for social media. The place has got to look good all the time. So what I'm looking forward to is trying out some of the like 72 inch type uh, commercial type mower or something that's up in the 30 horsepower range, something like that, that uh, they can really sling some grass and, and uh, cut down my mowing time uh, yeah. out on the farm. So, and I mow just to give you guys an example, there are three miles of fence line on the property. So I'm mowing three miles of fence line that are 12 to 16 feet. So I'm, I'm making three or four rounds up and down steep hills, over grades. I mean, just down through ditches and what we call hollers in North Carolina. So, uh, yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely helps to, uh, to have that kind of mower or something strong. So that's what I'm looking forward to is, uh, just the versatility that that's added from, uh, having a, a prosumer grade mower and looking into getting, a a, a pro landscaper type mower yeah. on the farm. Man, that's a lot of mowing. Goodness yeah, gracious. It is. I can mow three hours a day, every day of the week in the middle of the summer and never catch up. Goodness. So, yeah, there's a lot. Wow. Of work there. a lot. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot of mowing, my friend. There is a lot. Now, Holy I got a, recently bought a batwing mower uh, to go behind the big 110 horsepower tractor, which is cut down pasture mowing yeah. uh, a lot. But just maintaining, keeping the place up. I mean, it's just constant, just constantly going, going, going. So, wow. Wow. So why don't you tell us a little bit, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So, uh, my name is Josh Draper. I started a, uh, accidentally <laughs> started a uh, YouTube channel about seven years ago. I was out working on my tractor and I was like, you know, people want to know how I sharpen this bush hog. So I shot a video next week, shot another video, shot another video. And next thing you know, I'm, uh, I had no idea. I was like, man, I think you can make make money on YouTube shooting videos. Oh, so anyway, fast forward now, seven years later, and uh, the, the whole precipice behind the channel was I was not a farmer, and I wanted to be a farmer. I wanted to build a first-generation farm. I was tired of eating the garbage food at the grocery store, and, and uh, I'm a toolophile. I love tools, mowers, anything, hand tools, whatever. It doesn't matter. So... Uh, I started doing a little segment for tool reviews and mower reviews. And then I had these crappy putt, putt, like, I don't know, 21 horsepower, little John Deere one series, uh, uh, riding mowers. And I bought a zero turn and it was a, it was a green one. We'll just say it was a green one. And, uh, that green zero turn changed my idea about what mowing was like. And I think that, uh, uh, the guys at Toro saw that, man, look at this guy. He knows how to talk about the mower. He knows his stuff, how he, you know, what he's looking at and everything. So let's give him a shot. So anyway, uh, fast forward a few years later and uh, working with Toro here. It's been been great. But uh, the YouTube channel that I run, it's YouTube and Facebook and all the other social media outlets. But it's basically uh, myself trying to build a successful first-generation farm and what all goes along with that. So... And then a little bit of fun, hot rod stuff and car stuff and truck stuff and building. I mean, it's rural lifestyle content. So nice. Last week's Food Friday, I think, was how to make the perfect steak. So nice. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Smoking brisket. Can't beat that. And I'm new to your channel and I saw a, uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I saw something about a creme brulee. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy creme brulee. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> 
That's so what I went. My man gets fancy on the farm too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we get a little Martha Stewart action going on in there. So here we're canning tomatoes one week. We're making steaks. We're running mowers. We're wrenching on tractors and. Yeah, just bought a 68 Bronco, Bandit Trans Am, all kinds of fun stuff. The going. variety show you got going on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hillbilly stuff. <laughs> nice. I'm going to start hanging out with Josh now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I can tell, man. How far apart are you guys? I think like 30 minutes? Said about, yeah, yeah, about, 20, a half, yeah, about a half hour. Yeah. Nice. That ain't far at all. Nice. So, uh, Mitchell, what um what are some of the updates on, on, on what you got going on? I know you, your shop has been done and your house and all that. I remember I was down there looking. You showed me what several years now. What was it? Was it when? How many years ago was that when I was I drove down there and we got some more content? The, are, what are you talking about the original um, series what? from? Uh, no, no, no. Like, I was like, about to say, like meet, no, meet the no. freak. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling yourself names? Then? No, was, yeah. For some reason, I'm, Geek the Freak popped up in oh, my head. And yeah. then, and the name of your show <laughs> was not Meet the Freak. <laughs> no, it's Get to Know the, get pro. To know the pro. Yeah. No, I mean, like uh, the last I time I came down. Much, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. We're, we're all on. on yeah. He was now. angry earlier, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, was angry. He, was rather, he was like, either feed me or I'm going to punch somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. Oh. The last time I came down went to just kind of get like an update and you took me to just like the lot, like the yeah. grass of where yeah, you're yeah. going to have a house built and a shop and everything. And now it's all done. Yeah. So the, the okay, starting from like most recent, we our, our house was finished. We moved in uh, just before Christmas 2021. Nice. Uh, so broke ground on the house in March, April 21. The shop that was completed in March of 2021 and then, you know, broke ground, started construction on the shop November 2020. You know, right during when, you know, the the world was ending and all that stuff, we decided to, you know, build our little oasis in the dirt. But um it's been a it's been a fun ride, man. So uh recently did a project in the shop. Uh, we did a, a home gym in the in the building, started it in January, February of this year and finished it up about March, April. Um so really enjoying that. And uh, the house is completely done except for a small, you know, little landscaping tidbits here and there around the around the outside. Were, but, were, were these all things that you thought about in the beginning or they just kind of started developing? Like, did you always want to have that home gym and, and oh, so no. on? Well, at, at originally the, uh, the, the building was strictly going to be, you know, work, work related because that was the, the brainchild when I was running my business full time, you know, and I had guys working for me, you know, all that, that jazz. Um so I had already purchased the building and then I decided to downsize the building, which, you know, people listening already know about. Um, so, but then I was left with this, you know, 3000 square foot space, you know, I'm just one guy cutting grass part time. It's a lot of, a lot of space for, you know, a downsized business. Yeah. Um, you know, but Hannah and I got our, um, you know, heads together, like what we're going to do to utilize this space. So we, we built a home gym out of it. So, so now it's, you know, split, you know, business and personal use. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. But it's it's a uh, it's a nice luxury. Um, you know, it's talking with Josh too. You know, he just uh, just built the building from what he said, and that he's going to be doing you know like a little fitness section in there too. So it's a nice um, like blessing and luxury to have you know close at home because if you're if you're into fitness and working out and you know staying in shape, being healthy, you know we all make excuses like not to go to the gym. Oh, right. it's raining or it's a <laughs> 10 minute drive, you know, there's always an excuse, you know, but when it's right there, you know, it's a little tougher, you know, and it's, it's just nice because we can get a workout in now when otherwise, if if we have a tight schedule, we can still get a workout in because we don't have to worry about the drive time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's been, it's been nice having, uh, 
having that in. It's getting loud here. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, it's been a blessing, man. We we love the place, and you know we've we've turned into to homebodies. So, yeah. Um, I, no, you, you can you can be honest. You guys are just you're too famous to go out to gyms now, right? Because you get recognized. You know, you're, 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 no. you're, 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 you're no. like you're like the famous people that build their own home gyms because they can't go to a gym because they're harassed by all of their fans. I don't know about that. I still hit the gym. I, I it's a 25 minute drive for me. I mean, I drive to Greensboro every day. Uh, wow. Well, that's well, good that you got to drive out of the way so people don't know you, right? Well, I drive. You know, uh, I. Believe it or not, one of my fans is it uh, works at the gym that I work at, and he ended up watching my farm last time I went on a little trip. So, nice. Yeah, there you um, go. I paid him. Uh, I think everybody, it's important that everybody know the, the noise in the background here. What is this? <laughs> Whose walker is this right here beside me? Yeah, some, but, some old lady. It's, left it's, Atlanta, it's left Mary, Louis, Mary Louise. Mary Louise is walker. Mary Louise, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> we, we do have your walker and, 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 and your Nicorette chewing gum right here. <laughs> Are you tired of wasting time looking up addresses and responding to inquiries that are too far away or just not in one of your areas? If you are, then you need to add My Service Area to your website. My Service Area will filter your website inquiries based on the territories that you have created on your My Service Area map. If they are in one of your territories, then they get through to your request page. If they are out of your area, then My Service Area stops them from submitting a request and asks them for their email address. The added value is all the addresses are collected so that you can view the pins on your map. Collecting those addresses will help you improve your route density and assist you with knowing where you can grow your business. My Service Area should definitely be a part of your tool set to create more efficiency. Visit MyServiceArea.com slash Nailer for a special offer or click the link in the podcast description. My Service Area. It's getting getting late and rowdy here at the uh, at the hotel lobby, connected to the Mall of America. Blue. Yeah, you know the Radisson Blue. So yeah, it's a lot lot of stuff going on here. But a lot of really aggressive seventy year olds. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, so they're moving yeah. in on us. <laughs> what, what um uh, Mitchell? What I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. What made you want to? build a house like like you already had a house i mean that wasn't like your house like, like you didn't build it from scratch but no, you were no. already living in a house yeah um what what made you want to get land build a house from scratch and also a shop did that all come like together as an idea or was it kind of like the home gym thing where it kind of evolved from no, one thing the, to the next the getting the property and and building the house and building the shop was a plan the home gym was not a plan that right. came, you know yeah. after um but you know, with with how I was running my business business at the time and having like multiple trucks, multiple trailers, um, you packed a lot you know, in there. Yeah, I, remember. It, I just I had a had a very I was had everything on like le- less than half an acre, you know. And between me personally and my business, I had I think three or four vehicles, three trailers. You know, all the mowers, all that stuff on a half acre piece of property in a yeah. neighborhood. You didn't yeah. have enough room you know. to turn around. No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, surprised you didn't so, get people didn't give you a hard time. Would you, well, do you did you live in an HOA? No, there was no HOA. Oh, so it was like whatever. But I mean I took care of my stuff too. And I was yeah. kinda like quote like the neighborhood security. Yeah, you know? I was gonna so say they, you're you know, state troopers. Yeah, so they didn't not, say anything. So <laughs> they're probably um, scared yeah. to say anything. They didn't you know, they left me alone. Yeah. Um, 
but it wasn't like I was, you know, I wasn't a partier. No, right. Uh, you know, you kept your stuff kept clean, clean and tidy yeah, yeah. and neat yeah. and organized. Yeah. You weren't, you know, firing yeah. stuff up at no. you know, crazy no. hours. No, I did have, you know, I, I, at one point I had five motorcycles. Um, you know, I don't have children, so motorcycles are my children. Um, you know, at one point I had, you know, I had some loud motorcycles, but I was still respectful with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but where I'm getting at with it is for one, I didn't have space. Yeah. And then two, the city taxes combined with county taxes was like eating me alive uh, because the county where I live, Guilford County is very expensive taxes wise. And then double that with high point city taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was bad. Um, so you wanted to move to a different area. Yeah, just well, out in the county to yeah. eliminate the city taxes. Yeah. So just, you know, a little bit cheaper living, you know, and, and what man doesn't want, you know, his own piece of property, you know, where they can stretch their arms and, and you know, um, you know, to have, have space. Now, I don't have a paradise like Josh has got, you know, I'd love to see his 150 acres, but I can't even we've, imagine. <laughs> we, I mean, we've got a little over two and a half. And to me, that's, that's my paradise. Yeah. You know, and it's, got it's manageable. Five, we got five acres of gravel. <laughs> oh my like five acres of gravel that's a parking lot yeah. i mean parking lot. you can turn you can turn two semis around the same time that's in my insane driveway I'm wow like, what and what, what is that for just just so i can turn some semis around if i need to <laughs> so i was like you know you I got think the I'm space you might as well here. right the driveway started as one little driveway and then i started building more driveway and i was like well what about this area up here well there's a couple acres let's, let's just put an acre of gravel right here and there we'll make go. it an equipment yard quote unquote so there you go no i mean we got all the property might as well right yeah, yeah. How, how did you get get involved in this proper in that property uh believe it or not uh i I'm still a registered nurse. I was a registered nurse working at the hospital and uh, had a patient of mine. And I, anybody that lived up where I bought my property, I would always ask him, you know, anybody selling any land? And he said, yeah, me. I got 60 acres up there that uh, I've been trying to sell for several years and nobody would buy my farm because it was haunted. Oh, <laughs> okay. Man. So it was rumored to be haunted and nobody would buy it. No local person That's would buy crazy. it. It was overgrown. It was just brush. It was just a mess. And uh, that would have been a video in and of itself. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's still the Ghost of the Stony Ridge video. It's got to come out, right? <laughs> but um, it was rumored to be haunted. Uh, but there was a guy named Fletcher in 1952 that uh, um, I don't know. Can we talk about this kind of thing on your podcast? Yeah, man. Okay, so they, they, this guy had a farm and a barn and a pig pen, and he drove two nails into the side of a fence post on the pig pen and took a shotgun and laid it over those two nails and boom pulled the trigger on himself wow so his uh, ghost they're saying is what's so yeah it. so the his house was still there and people lived in the house for years and years and years some of the old men that maintained the farm lived in there and they said man one night dude i just heard chains like dragging up the stairs and heard like doors get would, out yeah doors would be slamming <laughs> creepy man middle of the night like a door would slam Bam! oh man and you'd, you'd just hear all this stuff kind of creeps you out and you know but you I, live there now so it's all good yeah well the house was gone the house House has been torn down. Oh, okay. Buried and burned, and uh, you know, I when we first bought the property, we didn't know we were going to build. When you have 150 acres, man, you you got to know where the sun comes up, where the wind, which way the predominant wind blows. All these things are important for building your permanent home. So you know, for landscaping purposes, for garden purposes, for anything. So we had to figure out which way to situate each building and and where the heck we're gonna live so i bought a mobile home for 3500 bucks uh that's three thousand five hundred dollars for my home that's what i paid for my house it was a 
disaster. It was gross. I'm not sure what kind of math situation was going on in it before. Did, but, you, say, uh, did, you, say, did you say math? Math. Oh, yeah. math. oh he did say math. Yeah, I was yeah. like, math, okay. So, uh, so yeah. math, project. math for the kids, math for the girl adults. <laughs> so I'm like, what in the world's going on? So we bought this mobile home for 3500 bucks. pulled it to the place, set it up. Uh, I was in it about five grand and I gutted it, remodeled it, new windows, doors, roof, everything. And uh, now it's a cute little place uh, that my taxes are $17 a year. Wow. On my house. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, I love living there and it, it gives me the opportunity to pay for my farm. So we got the farm completely paid for. Uh, and uh, now I'm working at saving up money to build my house. Uh, but before I built the house, I had to get the shop lined up. So we just built the 8,500 square foot gigantic shop building that's going to uh, be a barn priorities yeah priorities yeah i built my shop before the house yeah it's important it is <laughs> yeah you gotta have somewhere to put all the stuff to yeah. build the house right? yeah yeah so yeah. so old man fletcher he's gone or whatever no, i no you know i there's one Bird. time i was walking up the driveway and oh. i just felt the presence behind me and i thought oh was it was dark? Like a chilly was the dark. The sun was going down it was getting dark and i was you know i kind of felt a presence and i was like Josh, just go back to the house and don't turn around. Don't look back. Just don't look back. Oh, There's something man. back there. And once in a while, I'll hear something in the house, just like a boom. In, in, in your like house? In my house. In the trailer? Yeah. Boom. Just like a big boom like once in a while. Just comes in there and still tries to do something. I don't know what it is, something. man. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Evidently, I just, say, just I just say, look, man, I'm, hey, we're cool here. You know, yeah. just let them know. Hey, man, we're, it's right. all good, dude. I'm taking care of your place. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez, that's uh, crazy. Maybe man. he's just behind you to let you know, like, he, he appreciates what you've done with the place. Yeah. yeah he's he's just be. like, but you won't good. turn around and acknowledge him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want to acknowledge that he's like, there. Hey, man, what's up? I won't give him a high five, man. So, there's rumors of gold buried on the farm uh wow so there's rumors that this guy had gold and that uh, the stress of having it and hiding it was too much for him and his family so that's the reason why he, why killed, himself. he killed himself where's so, what happened to his family no idea no idea they moved off of the property evidently uh, it's that i just i get this information from the old men that live up up the road <laughs> for me you know so how did the guy that your patient that sold it to you how did he get it uh, he and another guy bought it as an investment to try and flip it and sell it. And they paid hours of fail. Huh? Yeah. It was a total fail. Yeah. So it was haunted. Yep. Man. So they tore the old house down. Now I'm told that the old house could have been saved and it would have been a great place, but all but they the, were like, no, well, all the <laughs> interior walls were ripped out of the house. So they were all ripped out in the inside because people were looking for the gold. Uh, so, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So good I, grief. Yeah. And I also know that the place where I bought was uh, the high school, local high school party spot after high school football games. Uh, everybody left high school and went down there and partied. So I picked up 80,000 beer bottles geez. and cans. I, you know, I bet maybe because you haven't been looking for the gold. He's been leaving you alone. Maybe so. Yeah. I bet all the other people there are looking, you know, ripping walls out and all that stuff. And he's just like, ah, freaking out. If that's even a thing, you know what I mean? If I don't that's know. even real, but it's that's crazy. Oh man. <laughs> the ghost of the Stony Ridge. Yeah. That's... Next, next time you gotta turn around. <laughs> yeah, next time you gotta turn, turn around. around. Then we gotta have like a part two of this because yeah. I don't know what happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. There's well, a, if there's if a part there's two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Josh? He just uh, stopped making videos. Yeah, I just turned around like, hey, <laughs> what you doing with that hammer, Carl? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just kind of woke up a holding it. It becomes a whole another Stony Ridge farmer after that. Oh, man, we never saw him again, but somehow things still kept happening at that farm. I don't know what happened. That's it. Oh, man, the ghost of the Stony Ridge farmer. He died, farmer. but his social media business kept paying. <laughs> kept going, yeah. <laughs> something's going on there. Wow. All right, well. Um, I'm going to ask you yeah. a question. Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. What are you looking forward to um, with, the, with, with being here? Yeah, ba- basically the same thing that you said. As far as a social aspect, that really is similar to the Equip Expo. I really just enjoy being, you know, hanging out with everybody and and uh, reconnecting with old friends and meeting new ones. Because and so the same thing goes from here. Like I, I already knew you, Mitchell, but you weren't at this event yet. So now being able to experience this with you and and reconnect with Josh and everyone else that was here from last year, and then meeting some new folks like Abel that I haven't met ever in person. Dancing He's Queen. Here. Yeah. And um and, and meeting some new folks at Toro too, reconnecting with, you know, Andrew and, and, and all the other Toro folks that came um tonight and then seeing the other other folks tomorrow and then meeting Aaron who's new to to the Toro team. Uh so just again, just reconnecting with, with uh, uh old folks, not you know an age, but you know, I old think- friends and reconnecting with new ones. I mean uh meeting new ones. Well what everybody needs to know, you know, uh this is this is a kind of a uh a green industry podcast here, right? I mean basically right. yeah. uh, that uh these people that work at Toro are salt of the earth. They're they're people that actually care about the industry. And that's why we're here because they care about the industry. They want this industry to be furthered. They want the best technology. They don't want to build a plastic electric mower because they know people that want quality aren't going to stand for that garbage. They're yeah. going to, they want the good stuff and, and these people care. Uh, they've got engineers and what we'll see tomorrow and what you haven't seen yet is, uh, the R and D, uh, program where they, Oh yeah. I mean, they have, uh, we can't talk a whole lot about this, I guess, but, uh, you know, we'll just say there's testing for, uh, the endurance for these mowers. There's testing for endurance in, in different weather situations, whether it's really, really cold or really, really hot. I mean, they different these, slopes, you right? Know, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah they, so do their homework. they do. Yeah, they do. They do. These guys care. And that's what you want. You don't, you know, there are a lot of big companies out there just popping out mowers, you know, blowing out mowers, but these guys actually care about the industry and they listen to feedback from, from the, uh, their customers. So that's, that's the good thing about Toro. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and I said that to them last year, I was like, man, why don't you guys like make a video or post some sort of content about your R and D? Like this is legit. The amount of like stress that you're putting these engines and these mowers through. I don't think anyone has a clue the amount of quality control that a company like the, like the Toro company uh, has uh, you know in place for their mowers and their equipment? It's it's insane. Just just wait till you see yeah. it tomorrow. Yeah, it's I'm like excited. absolutely insane. You know they got like crash test dummies like sitting on a zero yeah. turn, getting the shit shaked out of it for wow. all eternity. You yeah. know they just keep pumping gas into it until the you know to see how long the engine will run before it fails. You know is it two thousand hours or three thousand hours? Like how how long can wow. we go? Like it's just I think it's important that, It's also important that the folks from John Deere know that uh, Toro is actually setting their mowers on fire and testing them. 
Too. So, John Deere, you're going to have to step up your game, set yeah. them on fire, and uh, yeah. also shooting them out of cannons, right? Is that That's part of tomorrow's tour, isn't shooting it? Shooting them out of cannons. So, you know, I hear that Deere is working on a cannon program, but, you know, I think Toro's got it down pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, nice. that's a deer crack. Nice. <laughs> Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. I am also looking forward to demoing whatever they have going on yeah. uh, out there too tomorrow. So it, it's the social aspect, but also, of course, trying the equipment. They never really give you the secrets until they reveal it like last year all the electric stuff we're like what like is that an electric mower like we could see it you know like when we were going through r&d you know like kind of under wraps but then they you know, actually like showed it. or no that we saw them riding it through the hallway and we're like what you know like yeah. sneak sneak yeah. peek or whatever and they're getting it all set up for us but so i'm sure there, there'll be some surprises uh some improvements on some things and yeah, stuff like that yeah and, and then maybe some some uh some surprises there uh, I know I got Jared on 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 the podcast a while back. That was uh, he's he's in charge of the zero turns and the and the standons, and he was alluding to there's going to be some a lot of new things coming out at the at the Equip Expo, which we're getting a preview early preview of that tomorrow, and then we'll be able to share it with everyone. Um, well, these by the time this podcast comes out, it might already be able to be shared. But regardless, we'll be sharing all that stuff and all that content. So I look forward to that. I heard there might be some turf, some new turf equipment, meaning like aerators spreaders and sprayers so i'm big into that kind of stuff too so i'm excited to see what they got going on with that yeah, so definitely. yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to uh as well as getting some sleep yes. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a yes. long first day here it's been so. a long day so before we wrap it up i wanted to uh go have you guys pick a a card from the pod deck you've done this before mitchell right i believe so yeah you have back yeah. at the hype house you haven't yeah. done this yet before josh so these these are called pod decks, just in a whole bunch of generic questions that have nothing to do with our industry or anything. Your answers could have something to do with it, but there's things like, you know, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? You know, like just random questions like that. And then uh, what's your favorite gadget? Like all kinds of stuff. And some of them are more, you know, philosophical, like, you know, if you could, if, if you could improve one thing in your life, what would it be? Or, you know, if you, re if you had one regret, what would it be like things like that? So there's just a fun way to kind of end the show and, and get a different perspective 
on uh, on what how people are are thinking and feeling it has really nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's just kind of be really tough to get rid of the grinder app on my phone. I mean, I'm telling you, but that's part of, <laughs> that's part we, of the mistakes that I've made too. I mean, there you go. It's a two for one right there. Yeah. So let's uh let's go ahead and shuffle these, and then uh you guys can go ahead and pick the card. <laughs> Uh, what was what, Mitch? You don't think I shuffled them? Can good you enough? shuffle it again for me? <laughs> there you go. Oh, I, I shuffle them backwards. I, I figured as much. <laughs> you were giving me that look, like you know, one shuffle wasn't good enough. So, <laughs> well, this is a crazy. This is this question is. Uh, I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> do you need a do-over? Yeah, staying out of jail might be the answer. I don't know. Oh um, man, uh, you want to go first? I doing my, you go ahead and do your. You picked first. it first. Uh, okay. What do you consider your greatest achievement? <laughs> going to jail or staying out of jail? Staying out of jail. Three months in a car. I don't know. Gosh, I mean, good gracious. What is my greatest achievement? I don't man. Hmm. I don't even. Staying alive from old man Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. Old man Fletcher chasing me down. Uh, you know, building this farm has been a great achievement. Uh, you know, taking going from zero to to a, an actual working farm from nothing has been a huge achievement. I, you know, I would, what I would say my greatest achievement and you guys could probably second this emotion, uh, learning how to work with people. Uh, people are the biggest challenge in my life, working with others and, uh, and, and being successful working with others and having others work for you is, uh, is really a challenge. I and mean, I don't think people stress it enough, uh, uh, that uh, interpersonal relationships and working relationships with people are very, very difficult uh, to maintain and, and and make everybody happy. So I, I would say my biggest achievement is still a work in progress, but being able to figure out how people work, how people tick, uh, and being able to work with people and be and make them successful as well as myself as we work together. So that would be my biggest work in progress achievement. And I think anybody that's ever had to manage people knows what a challenge it is to, you know, you're a psychotherapist, you're the boss, you're the pay the guy that pays everybody and you're the, um, babysitter, you're the babysitter. Yeah. 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 So, and to not feel like a babysitter, to be able to take somebody and train them and hone them to, to do what you need them to do, whether, and I say train, uh, I use that statement very lightly, but, Interpersonal relationships are my biggest challenge and would be my biggest achievement, I would say. You know, marriage, I don't have any kids. I'm much like yourself, uh, but marriage is a tough, but it's an achievement. Every morning, every evening, every night. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's my biggest achievement, I would say. That was awesome. in depth. Yeah. Deep. Pressure's on now, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just have like a silly one, like what's your favorite gadget or something. What's your favorite flavor? Skittle. Um, well, no, mine is. You, you're probably like that's not a card because I've read them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. Hundred percent. I'm like, okay. Wait, wait. Uh, personal challenge. Do you know that the S tastes different on a Skittle than the rest of the Skittle? Next no. time you eat a Skittle, lick the S. The S is sugar. It's just straight sugar, no flavor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's how do you? How are you that precise with your tongue? That's S is like very tiny. Shrimps. Oh, Shrimps, dude. Shrimps. <laughs> Nice. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so my, my, 
I'm going to do that next time I have Skittles, though. And shrooms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not, <laughs> no, I'll get fired. Um, <laughs> you have $100,000 you have to donate or create a charity. What do you do? Uh, easy. I was wearing a T-shirt earlier. You probably didn't pay any attention to it. Um, was the Greensboro Firefighter Charitable Fund. Was it the um, pink one or red? Red, yes. Red. Uh, Greensboro Firefighters Charitable Fund. And um, they do a ton for um now this is a local level you know um but you know and a hundred thousand dollars really not going to go that far um but they do a ton for sick and injured firefighters either you know on off duty whatever they support their families they support their kids um it's a way that the their own agency takes care of their own family um and the greensboro firefighter or greensboro fire department is close to me because of hannah you know she's a firefighter um, and she plays a huge role in the charitable fund there, um, you know, trying to raise money. And it, it's it's amazing what that little organization does to support, you know, their members, um, you know, in times of stress, need, you know, house fire, tragedy, whatever happens, death in the family. There was um, recently, yeah. when there a recent death. They had, they in, had three bad things happen yeah, all at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, a, uh, a member of theirs that was close to that should have already retired um got into a really bad wreck um and ended up losing his life um but it's moments like that where this charitable fund steps in you know it can help with medical bills or what whatever you know um but i've seen it firsthand many times you know get used and if i had this money i would give it to them 100 percent. yeah that's what i would do awesome well, you were prepared for that one. I was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, right. and it, you know, with with that recent tragedy that happened, I mean, it was a, the firefighter, and I think it was lost his wife, too. Uh, she, I think she ended up living, but was critical okay. condition. Gotcha. But the there, was kids, two, there was two other people in that accident and another car that were killed. Right. Um, tragic, you know, very, very tragic. And then yeah. shortly thereafter, um, another firefighter, his daughter got into a, a wreck and lost her life. So they... The, the department got hit pretty hard, you know, three times. Um, you know, they say it comes in threes. Uh, unfortunately, it did. But anyways, this this charitable fund steps in, you know, when, when things are, you know, bad. Not always bad. When things are going good, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, w- that's where I would I would send my money, you know, without question. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys ever don't, uh, do, uh, you know, on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube, you can, uh, you can set up donations. Do you ever do any donations? I don't know if you've seen that. There's like a box you can check to to yeah. uh enable to, uh charitable donations and i do saint jude's all the time on, on maybe four times a month i'll do a, a video and i'll promote that the toro video that i actually did with the toro titan max was a benefit for saint jude's and we raised 312 dollars uh, nice. last year i've done it with yeah. um like uh like animal stuff on uh, like facebook or whatever yeah so there there's some i don't know the names for me something for paul's or whatever you know yeah. For dogs or cats or whatever that, you know, abused, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do some things like that. Whenever I see like a friend share one, you know, right. I'll, I'll throw some money towards them just to help out. Every little bit counts. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Or where can everybody find you guys, Josh? Uh, you can find just Google search Stony Ridge Farmer and you'll find me uh, in, in several places. Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, uh, 
just the list goes on and on and on. I mean, the YouTube's your main jam. It is. It is. If you Google Stony Ridge Farmer, the first thing it'll say is wife, Stony Ridge Farmer wife. Uh, <laughs> what? I, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we've had troubles <laughs> and that when you're in social media business, man, that just gets out. So uh, uh, people want yeah. drama. So, uh, uh, but you know, we're back together. So it's a, it's a good, good thing. Do. So yeah. All um, right. But there uh, you go. Yeah. Stony Ridge Farmer, you can find Google search how to buy a used tractor, Google Google search how to butcher chickens. I mean, just anything and everything. I mean, there's how, how to lick a Skittle. How to taste the S yeah. on a Skittle. There, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mitchell? Uh, you can find me 30 minutes from Stony Ridge Farmer. <laughs> yeah, just Google search 30 minutes from Stony Ridge Farmer. <laughs> there you go. No, it's uh, it's at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC, um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Nice. I was going to say, maybe you're the one behind Josh that he felt the presence. <laughs> Could have been. It wasn't mowing, so I know I've got a guy now. I can Skittles. call him off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for being on the LCR Media Podcast. And I will uh, catch everyone that's listening on the next episode. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.